0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, September 26, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two-part Cheppy Space, how do we capture Donald Kwan? Let's take a listen.
1: I just like how, Seppi, you struggle to process it sometimes. You can just tell from the way you, uh, yeah, Uh, uh, and then you have to, like, continue it. It's it's so, like, I don't know. I think you've got this, like, I uh, I, I understand where he's going. Yeah, I just I can kind of hear the air of innocence in your voice sometimes, and it's it's just listen. They go, ah, oh, that's just, yeah. You can just tell. No, that's just Bruce and myself having
2: fun. Like I've got to play like the good cop sometimes, and he just does this bad cop thing.
1: <laughs> to be fair, when you joined the uh who, who was hosting it, uh, when Pump her space earlier, I think you had a bit of Bruce in you. Then you were the bad cop. Tell Bruce joined, and then you kind of reined in, didn't you? <laughs> yeah you you don't want to meet you don't want to see me
2: going on the war path so like (laughs) i if i lose control it's kind of funny too but i try not to do it too often
3: yeah most of these things are true though like what i say i kind of caricature it sometimes i twist it into a little bit of a grotesque i I, you know inflate it like a hot water bottle so it can be seen more clearly but the the underlying essence like the golden thread of wisdom is is definitely there and i think yeah it's like the art of exaggeration kind of to, to like make a point yeah, you, you take a real situation, then you just stretch the aspects of it, and then you can see it more clearly by contrast, right? It's like, you know, when I talk about like um, trapping a woman in a house like Joseph Fritzl, like hostage style, saving her from the world, stuff like that. Like there's a there's a big element of truth to that stuff, you know, that that that, you know, allowing her, her femininity to be exactly as it is and helping it blossom and stuff. It's like a yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's just like i I turn it into some fucking horrific, like. That's Stockholm. true. The,
2: the, the stories are like a combination of like exaggeration and contrast. It's like creating a painting kind of, um, you can, you can do like, for example, uh, you can take a photograph of something, right? um, a scene or a house or like, uh, like a still life mm. or something. But if you look at like what makes great art art, it's usually in com- things like exaggeration. It's in things like extreme contrast it's in things like look at a picasso for example there's yep. this like grotesque modification of the face that tricks the mind it kind of tricks it into um like uh uh like considering this thing as very very weird but like it it tickles the mind into like paying attention um i don't know if you've seen uh have have you seen um the presentations by this ucsd professor um bruce like uh vs uh Ramachandran Ram, yeah VS Ramachandran have you have you seen him no but he rings a bell so if you yeah he's got some pretty good like um he has a nice little presentation on youtube where he talks about like the seven prince he did this like sabbatical he's a cognitive neuroscientist type of guy and he has a lot of interest in like synesthesia and stuff and he did this like um sabbatical where he like did this whole thing on um like seven principles of art, like things he finds in art that tickle the mind um, in like paintings and stuff in the composition of things. And he kind of kind of talks about how like, you know, why is it that Picasso is so famous, like his artwork and what, like what was the mm. thing that made him uh, like really interesting to people. And um, yeah, it's like, and, and like how do synesthetics and other people create certain types of art that tickles the brains of people that don't have synesthesia and stuff like that. But I, I get the sense that like, your storytelling style or your kind of like, um, uh, what do you call it, improv style has mm-hmm. a lot to do with like that exaggeration that, and then the slipping in of like the unexpected. Remember that dead mouse track? You know, I told you that dead mouse does that, right? It's yeah, very yeah. subtle, like in like the song, um, uh, like HR I, for example, he does that a lot. Like he has this little note that just doesn't like quite belong there. So your brain just gets tickled every so often, every few bars. And um, that makes you want to listen more. So even like the song is like 10 minutes, right? It feels really good because it's like giving you these little hints, these little tricks that is playing with your mind. And like you listen to it for months and months on end and like you hear something different every time, which is fucked up. Um, And it's like it takes a very intentional genius to create that. That's why, like, I think those tracks I sent them to you because they they remind me of you um, in terms of the the way you tell story and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's cool. I'm going to listen again, actually, because I haven't got to that layer yet.
2: The, yeah, the it's like it's almost like you want to play that like in something where you can hear that really well, um, like because he he takes a really like significant effort to create the bass and everything for his tracks too. So there's a whole layer made in just like bass notes, and if you like don't have a subwoofer or something like that, it's harder to hear it. Probably in a headphone, it's a little bit easier, maybe if that's what you have. But anyway, it's a it's like these types of styles, like these artistic techniques, are very specific like but you do it like exactly that like you'll throw in like some crazy thing in the middle of a normal conversation and then it's oh. like oh you, you're forced to pay attention yeah it's interesting a lot of it's just kind of how i function funnily enough
3: like it's not that conscious i think yeah I have, a weird, I have a weird way where i like everything i learn is kind of processed through humor or like most of the experiences in my life are kind of automatically i don't know like it, it's like there's a layer in which it's processed where it just becomes humorous right constantly so like whenever i'm saying something it's it's already like stored in my memory as a humorous thing but not in a in a conscious way just because it's like there's that there you have your access fast yeah the level of, of playfulness and lightness and i don't know if you'd call it detachment but certainly like a certain distance like you you know you are free of something or you have a healthy relationship with it when you can laugh at it generally. So long as it's and, not like, and you some...
2: also can tell intuitively that other people don't do it naturally, mm-hmm. and and also that it resonates with other people. You notice that too, probably. It's usually how it works with uh, like people that are yeah. artists, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like you know that there's something you do that's like uh, popular for some reason or whatever, and then you know like there's some reason why that is, and maybe you can identify it, maybe you can't, but it's like not necessarily something you can control. Um Like in other words, if I ask you to say like, "All right, I want you to not be you," right? Like that—that <laughs> would, that would actually be a hard thing to do. Um, It's actually very hard to like change your personality and be someone you're not for extended periods of time. Um, it, it's a, it's a tricky thing. Yeah, yeah. Um For me,
4: there's I a sense would, like uh, a, a- I would really struggle with to pretend to be someone for an extended period of time. Sorry to interrupt, there, coach. Uh, I think this is very abhorrent and very unnatural and people would crack very, very quickly if they were trying to do this.
3: That's good. Ian. <laughs> I appreciate your, your authenticity for such a long time period. I like, like there's a lot of people who come in these spaces, you know, like this, this, this woman, Dr. Kerry, this tyrant um, who comes in the spaces and like tries to, I don't know, declare her love for this guy, Jonathan Bloom, or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, and she's all about Twitter is like the new LinkedIn. So she's always trying to network, to, to push her professional persona uh, down all of our throats and stuff like that. And you, Xeroxes, you've never had that, that sense. Like You've always just been yourself. It's not like you're trying to get anywhere or become anything or kind of leverage the situation for your own ends. Um, you are the opposite of Dr. Kerry, and I love that about you.
4: Merci. Merci. You know. I don't have any intention i just want to be here to share my truth my very french truth and uh, you know to be present with everybody here i think there's a lot of wisdom to be gleaned from the twitter space
2: so zero x uh, are you good with building a dap for uh betting on uh do Kwon's, like eventual capture maybe locations he might be is he on land is he on water like these type of bets right like Like, uh, like maybe a whole like betting pool of different people that want to, uh, play both sides, uh, you know, and like, uh, create like a little casino. Is that a hard thing to create quickly? Uh,
4: well, you know, these predictions markets, they exist. The problem is that you need some kind of reliable, um, someone who says, yes, this has happened, you know, like your little Oracle feeds, someone you trust to say the correct answer yeah and that
2: sure. can be maybe attacked. make like a little multi-sig or something and be done with it yeah
4: yeah exactly you could do something like that it would be simple actually We, you know if you trust uh maybe a council of five or uh, seven people to all vote on the correct answer and that would settle the contract it's not too difficult
2: that would be fun right like maybe we should do like a little betting pool for uh where in the world is dokuan uh, yeah, as long as we
4: know the correct answer to the question, then we can create the prediction
2: market for that. Well, I mean, if he's never found, right? Like, could we do like a maybe thing where, um, like, how would you reward if like he wasn't found? Like, would your money go mm-hmm. into sort of like a staking pool or something like that? And like maybe you get the winnings of all the people, like the the value of the bets of the people. Like, let's say he doesn't get captured, right? Your bet on him getting captured over water, that money keeps getting siphoned off to the pool that like earns you yield if he doesn't get caught or some shit like that. Where, uh, like we have to have some like system, like some little game where the people who say that he's never going to get caught win too, um, somehow, right? But you, like you, but there, but you don't know when there's no such thing as like verifying that he's never gotten caught, so you would have to have a way of winning um, that bet too. Maybe there's a way to involve him as well. Like whenever he leaves
3: a place, he has to leave like a Mexican hat in that place, and then whoever finds the Mexican hat gets like a small smaller prize. You know what I mean? Like it's not just about capturing Do Kwan; it's about being the first to to find the hat that he leaves after he just
4: like a little geocache. There was uh, this this concept of geocache, and you would uh, you would go and find little packages that were hidden in strange places around the world. And my uncle once did this, he was going looking for geocache and I used to say, please put down, let's just go, you know, what's wrong with you? He says, no, we need to dig. We need to dig. And he would find these little box and so it's like a is, little
2: QR code and these little, yeah, exactly.
4: little it was mm. just a complete waste of time, but you know, he was obsessed with finding these little things.
2: I think it'd be fun. Like, I think some kind of uh, like massive game that involves the hunt for Do Kwan or some shit. I, I think the vigilante market's interesting too, where like you have a like a thing where like if uh, let's say you turn in Do Kwan, like you, you make like a million dollars worth of like Monk or something. Like the the pool gets bigger and bigger, and like and do if we you're the want one, but like,
1: that's that? the thing. do we want him found? Like, I, I I think if we do this, we're inspiring people to actually look for him. Whereas what we want is we want the authorities looking for him, so that as coach said earlier, we can just say, "Yeah, fuck you to everyone," whilst he's still on no, the no. run. We
2: make sure that our the the the, no. the the winnings that we provide are bigger than what the cops would provide, right? <laughs> so we kind of outbid the police.
1: <laughs> we can do rounds like if someone finds him, he does like a little bit of going right. This this bullet's found us. Moves on to the next location. <laughs> we just keep hunting him down like fucking, oh, like hide and seek with Quan. That would be amazing.
3: I think there could be an interesting, um, yeah, I I believe in what I just said, like the the hat, the Mexican hat thing. He should leave a trail. Like, you know, like the Easter bunny leaves Easter eggs everywhere, like in the garden or whatever, and you have to go find them. Like, it should be something like that. Like, whenever he leaves a place, he should leave something. I don't know what that should be, like some kind of, I don't know. I don't know if there's any, you know, like you have Russian dolls and uh, every kind of culture or nation has its own like special kind of um, thing that would be on a mantelpiece or a table or something like that. You know, like, um, you it. know, those Russian dolls that go inside each other. I don't know if there's a similar thing in Korea. If there was, then we could use something like that. Um, I think that'd be cool. I also think there'd be an interesting kind of, um, interesting like hostage market. Like somebody might capture Do Kwon, but they wouldn't be willing to give them away except for a price. But it's not necessarily the government or South Korea or Interpol that would bid on that. It might be another. Um, hostage person, like another kidnapper, like for instance, I could capture Do Kwon and then I could say, I'm willing to give up Do Kwon for like $1,500 because, you know, that's my rent for the month or whatever. And then Sefi could say, okay, I'm willing to pay that. And then I hand him over to Sefi. And then maybe Xeroxia says, you know, I'm willing to pay a million dollars for Do Kwon because I believe that, you know, I can, I can leverage my connections with the Korean police and get them to pay more to arbitrage. So there can be a constant passing around of Do Kwan, like around to different kidnappers. Like a little and a habitator. And like he can maybe devalue and, and uh, you know, raise in value depending on the, the FUD and the news and stuff. Like maybe I would sell Doquan Kwon for $1,500 to Sefi. And then after Sefi has him for a while, he would lose popularity and notoriety and go down to $750 again. Then I'd buy him back. You know, getting a getting a fifty percent profit.
1: you're turning Duquan into a physical NFT. Essentially, just passing him about. Yeah,
3: like why like why would you like why would you hand him over to the Korean police? You would try and raise the you would keep him in captivity and you would raise the value uh as much as you can to the eventual handover. There's no incentive at all to just hand him no. over. You want to get the max fucking bid. Right, and since there's no guarantee that the police or, or South Korea or Interpol are going to pay a certain amount, you might as well keep handing him over, selling him to other bidders. Right, so he just gets passed around more and more and more, and then there's interesting arbitrage opportunities and maybe insider trading. To you know, I could be involved in the, the acquisition uh, as well as the sell. You know, there are there are many many opportunities here. Yeah, we can make him an NFT. I think.
2: I can imagine him right now in like a shipping container like on some kind of like boat where there's like like little water tubes and like kind of an air conditioning system and he's like he has this thing he can piss out of it or whatever um and maybe like he's right next to some car carrying you know like you know you put him on like this big container ship and um yeah i don't know like it seems like uh it's a viable thing some kind of little like survival thing we well, need well, to
1: I always- stop I'm like in tears I, 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 I'm just imagining this sort of shit and like a Where's Wally book with fucking two Duquan sitting in there in like a cra- crowd of Korean people just like finding like, it's a-
3: have, have you ever seen Sephi? Have you ever seen maybe I think Sephi more likely or maybe is um, one of those uh, closed ecosystem spheres where they put like a, a load of um, water and, and micro. Uh, yes. a
4: Terrarium.
3: Exactly. A little terrarium. I've yep. seen this uh, before. Like they, they, okay. So they put like um, plant life in there. The stuff you would find in a pond, basically little microscopic organisms and maybe some. It makes of, like uh, oxygen for you in this cave. <laughs> so, so underground. So, and, 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 well, they establish the ecosystem and they very finely balance it. So it's not going to die. And then they close up the glass like a, a proper glass blower closes the thing up so then it's self sustaining it produces enough of the mixture of gases to sustain life you know the plants sustain the animals sustain the plants um, so something like that like a big thing like that could be constructed for doquan to sustain him while also sealing him into it and then uh, it would make the the you know the acquisition and the sale and uh, the buying of doquan much much easier because then you just have to transfer the sphere you know i don't know how big this sphere would be but maybe like five meters by five meters or something he can be in it he can float in a kind of like amniotic fluid um with plant life and stuff and maybe inside we can i don't know how we do it exactly but maybe have like a solar powered ipad or an imac or something so he continue to code and make daps like i think one of the reasons to buy him would be his his productive output um right so just buying him to sell him to the police you're also buying him for the apps he can create and the value you estimate that as being. Uh,
4: yes, you know, this makes sense. And uh, the other little situation I was imagining in my head is, uh, you know, the handover. If you're selling the Dock sphere, the Dock hemisphere, whatever, uh, made out of glass, and you know, you have the, the handover and you meet with, uh, on a bridge perhaps, and there's another gang or another group and they're on the other side. And instead of a little briefcase with cash, they now have a leisure and they're saying, okay, send the fucking Bitcoin. And then they say, okay, we sent it. Now roll the dome, roll the dome over the bridge. And then uh, this is how the deal would kind of go, you know?
2: Did you see Grin's post, Coach? So um, no. I said, uh, Doe, don't ever be found. <laughs> Lunk and Luna, I kind of like tagged the 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 coins. And then someone says, Hey, but what about baby Luna? And then Grin goes, watch rivers for floating baby baskets. Find her, raise her, prepare her one day to lead the Terran revolts. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. I think that's a story of like Helen of Troy or some shit. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: personally, I would never post anything like that because I think to talk about a baby is uh, totally inappropriate. I've just started a survey to, to find Do one sec. Okay,
2: let's, let's get this out. <laughs>
1: This is good comedy today, guys. I just I
2: fucking can't. Like, People are help. having a great time with all the Do Kwan related tweets, though. They're they're kind <laughs> of like really loving the engagement. Just...
1: You need to get like some, someone needs to make some memes to go with it. Like they really do because this, this is like the prime time for it as well.
2: Yeah, People we are such any, fucking idiots. We don't have any memes going on. It's pretty sad. People are such idiots. Like this, oh, this kind of time with the uh, the drama of
3: Do and hide and seek and Interpol and stuff. This is like, this is the prime prime time to pump a cryptocurrency using that drama. Yeah, you know, stop this, just this. Just laugh this could be
2: the this could be the best time of your lives if you do it right. <laughs> there are only so many times uh, in one's life where this kind of drama happens, right? Like you have to kind of where we you know the like ins and outs of it, right? Imagine imagine like you knew like al capone or some shit (laughs) like you know (laughs) all this is going on
1: you say that seth but duquan just has a habit of every month becoming relevant again like every month he's just like he's just the gift that keeps on giving like everyone forgets about everything for like you know two weeks fucking fat man makes a post and then like all of a sudden all these news articles start saying yeah interpol red notice and then it just starts again it's like a it's like a vicious cycle
3: yeah, what do you think about Korean people, Chucks? Do you think, like, do you think any Korean person would would commit the crimes that Do Kwon has been uh, sentenced to committing, uh, or do you think he is unique among Korean
1: people? I I personally think he's unique among Korean people. Uh, like from from my understanding of obviously South Koreans. Uh, I mean, it depends actually. I think some North Koreans, under the uh, the guise of uh, Kim Jong Un, might try and do some of the crimes that he's committed. In fact, they probably have because they've got their own little hacker network. And uh, I think the North Koreans would definitely uh definitely part of. What
3: what crimes are you talking about? Do Kwon has never been convicted of any crimes. So what what crimes are you talking about?
1: Oh, I'm just talking about all the uh, rock pulls and hacking and AFT stuff that he's accused of. It's not necessarily what he's convicted of. It's just, uh, you know, what's been accused of him. That makes sense. Like I secretly think Do is a North Korean that just smuggled across the border, but he still remained, uh, you know, loyal to Kim Jong. That's why he is allegedly fucked with the uh, USTC so that he could fuck with the world economy via crypto. And uh, that would make perfect sense. If the allegations are true, if, and like you know, we, we will never know.
3: It hmm. seems like everyone thinks he's in Singapore, but the Singapore police have have confirmed that he's definitely not there, which is interesting.
1: He paid them off, isn't it? Like he, he keeps giving them lunar airdrops, and that's uh, they're, they're happy with that.
2: But like, if he would have taken any kind of traditional transportation, like it would have been registered somewhere, right? Like a plane or whatever. So yeah. it makes sense that that would be the case if he was kind of on the run. I would think he would go do something by boat maybe like do you think uh doe was between the armageddon protocol and this and that right do you think he is someone that would have um like created some sort of like escape like like some marvelous escape plan beforehand 100 percent.
1: i think i've already got, i think i already know what he's done you know those little uh underwater why, why are you so convinced though
2: uh, Coach, one sec, Coach. like what just, makes you convinced? Just the, his, I, think I, he
3: have, I think he has exactly that kind of mind just, and based on everything I've heard from friends and stuff. And, and just like the, the simple kind of strategic things he does, like he repositioned to Singapore and stuff, like almost anticipatory. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I, I just think he's, uh, mm, I think he's got like chess brain for this stuff. Um, and I, I think he was aware that he was doing risky things and the risks of what could happen. And also had probably had a sense that, that, regulators could be very unreasonable and stuff like that. Uh yeah, I I think he would have planned various escape routes. Um not out of running away, but just out of the the sense that, that the system in which he was operating is unreasonable. And yeah, if I was him I would escape on a boat, I think. Where did
2: you post this thing? Oh, there
1: uh... would, you, would you really take yeah. a boat coach? Surely like that's that's such a like a, a non-duke one thing to do. I I would imagine he's got like his scuba gear on. And he's got, you know, those little underwater submersibles that you can use to, like, traverse, like, without actually having to swim. And he's just used that, for, like, five hours straight to get to the next uh, country, just like like a James Bond villain or a James, like, you know, 007. He just walks out the water with his family. And, uh yeah, he's, he's done it like that. If he uses a boat, it's trackable anyway because of radar and stuff. And, like, yeah, they would have probably stopped him.
2: Yeah, people are really enjoying the... uh the we're in the world Doh thing. It's very funny.
3: <laughs> There's always like a thousand people on these tweets. When I post about Doh it's like, why are you posting about Doh This is going to kill Lunk. Da da da. Like they get really insane about it. They hate when I mention it. They hate any kind of association. And then I, I mention like Doh is my friend. <laughs> They're like, don't mention Doh I'm like, Doh is my friend. You know, he's my friend. Or I say like, he built Lunk stuff like that they, they just want to see Dokon as like <laughs> the massive risk to their bags like don't mention him
2: yeah people are strange the The responses of the sort of like um, the, the sort of like uh, the dimwits or whatever is really really amazing like does it ever really cease to amaze you though it's like or is it just simply fun uh, which bit of it just kind of like the nature of the dimwits right like like the weird like uh the weird things people say it's just so mm. they you get
3: really vicious as well sometimes like um mm-hmm. the uh, like when the price went down the other day they started commenting like probably like a hundred of them like you did this it was your unprofessionalism. You annoyed CZ. You, you you did this. You're the reason for the crash. You know, it, it's you mentioning your the the penis and the genitals and the sex in these spaces. You made Lunk look bad and stuff like that. It just gets, gets really fucking boring sometimes because, like, I'm on my screen. I load up Twitter and I look at the notifications and I click on them. And then uh, when the price drops a lot, it's really fucking venomous sometimes. But then immediately, when the price goes up, it's like, yeah, yeah, you, you're the best, you're the best, da da da. CZ is a hero. <laughs> the <laughs> fucking transients. Weird. I know. The cool things about the Dimwits is like they have a a 0.1 second memory. They just. <laughs> <completely> <laughs> That's a good right, point. Which is cool. Like any, even the most, they're like more vicious than anyone when they're in a bad mood and the price has dropped and their bags have deflated a bit, but like they're immediately fucking tribal and, and, you know, just a, a tribal force to be reckoned with of positivity and, and heartfulness and stuff when the price is going up. But yeah, like their, their lives and their mental lives and their spiritual lives are entirely determined by price movements, which is interesting. So it's, it's a little bit hard to deal with, but yeah, I have
2: to say that's, that's why, that's why my, one of my favorite phrases, prices, I mean, like when it goes up, it's like, there's no other thing that gets more attention than that. Like you could have like a PowerPoint presentation of how amazing mm-hmm. something is. or You can have like, uh, I don't know, like critics telling you how good something is or any number of things, but like nothing, nothing compares the price meme effect in the sense that like when something's going up, it just tends to go up because people love the fact that something's on the up, like it's green or whatever it is. <laughs> like yeah. it's so consistent you can you see it every time on every platform too just the sheer like excitement as things start to rise and like the post counts go up and it's funny because like you, know, you find yourself doing it too like you know when it's like when everything's down like there is sort of like you're doing a certain number of posts but then the engagement goes up so much with people posting stuff mm-hmm. that you're replying to things you're posting things like maybe there's some news there's some like this and that going on like the amount of things you can like just simply retweet or post goes up during those times too. when it's bullish, right? It's not just like, um, you know, cause how many things, how many, how many times are you going to post the exact same thing over and over again in any given day? So you have to have like lots of news happening to create new like like posts or content or tweets or whatever. So there's like this natural progression. It's not even like entirely contrived. It's like, it's just a snowball effect where like, more activity begets more activity begets more activity. It's just like this, this like um, this sort of like energy ball that just sort of gets bigger and bigger. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, look, it's Tendermint Timmy. I remember him from one of the other spaces. Oh yeah, hey Timmy, hooligan. What are you guys up to? Uh, we're looking for Quan. Uh, if you guys know where he is, um, please uh, be sure to engage with our tweets where we ask this question. Uh, Longdale has one I have one up there and uh, <laughs> you, you know betting markets should probably be open up soon on Lita classic.
3: yeah assassination markets kidnap markets oh yeah all it, of it it's interesting if you had a, a market like obviously the problem with with uh, assassination markets and stuff like that it, well there were I, th- I think there were at some point you can see as, as death markets like you would bet on when I, somebody I'm interested would... I'm interested in what kind of problems you believe that would have yeah I think well I think so I think originally I think there was kind of a benevolent idea wasn't it like death markets like when is the queen going to die and it's bet on that and the problem was obviously that the more money is raised the more incentive it is to make it happen right so so of like course. of course what if, what if you had uh what if you had a market that was like you want you try to make something happen like a kidnap but at the same time it's only paid out if they're medically supervised and safe do you know what I mean? So so uh, like the, the kidnapping of Doquan, but at the same time, you have to have a doctor verify that he's healthy, safe, you know, all his blood work is correct, his electrolytes are all balanced, his blood sugar is correct and stuff. You see what I mean, Sefi? Like a not not uh, an assassination it's, it's market. Safe. But
2: it, it's a safe thing.
3: You know, but a medically a medically supervised kidnap market, something like that. You know, like in the the UFC or MMA or one of these professional high-level sports. They make very, they're very, very careful to ensure like the fighters are safe. The doctors are always watching the fights um, and, you know, they will call off the fights or cancel the fights if, if, a, if a fighter seems like too injured, if there's a cut that's too deep or if it's exhibiting symptoms of like brain damage or something like that, they will end the fight immediately. And after most uh, kind of brutal fights, they will immediately send a fighter to the hospital. Um, so they're very, very careful to do this kind of thing. Uh You know, there's in MMA organizations, it's like the medical side is something to get perfect. So I was thinking, like, maybe there could be these markets, but the medical side of it could just be perfect and like suffused with the whole thing, like a kidnap market. But but doctor supervised.
2: You kind of like have to capture Do Kwan, maybe put him in like sedation, like with propofol or something like a low dose. If Uh, if he's so much.
3: Has a little scratch on his skin or a little, you know, if he has like a scab and that scab is, is knocked off and he starts bleeding, then you don't get any of the payment. He has to be pristine.
2: Yeah. Almost, you, better, thought, you better use a fair amount of like saran wrap and like, like packing peanuts or something. Those yeah, little styrofoam yeah. things. Put him um, in a box, like exactly. put a water tube down his nose, like for his feeding, um, you know, get a Dophoff tube or whatever, you know, the feeding tube that we use down yeah. the nose, get him fed, make sure he Project. stays alive yeah or something like yeah
3: you want to treat him like you know those those uh what was it in the simpsons comic book guy the guy who had all those action figures and comics and stuff and if, mm-hmm. if you know those collector guys with action figures mm-hmm. yeah, you want yeah. The in action figures and if you so much as peel a little bit of the plastic back that fucking ruins it <laughs> you never.
2: it's no longer like a level 10 right.
3: card or whatever <laughs> Same with Do Kwon. Like, if, if you so much as fucking, like, cause him a little bit of grief or mental anguish or you, you you knock off a scab or something, you don't get any of the fucking money. He's devalued instantly. Do you know what I mean? It, so you
2: wanna- yeah, it's like it's like Han Solo in uh, Empire Strikes Back. You, you, you have to seal him up in carbonite and then, like, mm-hmm. bring him in.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, I, want, uh, I want a kidnap market that insists on the pristine uh, maintenance of Do Kwon and his medical supervision. You know, that, I think that would be perfect.
5: Mm-hmm. I just thought I would update you all on my egg fried rice. I made egg fried rice properly for the first time. Um, I read the recipe and then I didn't do the recipe, but I just sort of felt, I just did what felt right, and I got a lot of compliments. Everyone really enjoyed it, and it was really nice dinner.
2: So you you have this ready to feed dough. You you have uh, we've like I know you have him in your basement, and you're sort of like getting mm-hmm. fried rice together for the little South Korean man.
5: Um, yeah, like the have you considered that-
2: like? Have you considered maybe next would be Korean barbecue or something?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm planning on it. Uh, I did some salmon teriyaki with the rice, and he really likes that. When I threw that um down to the basement, he was like making all these excited noises, like like a seal. Yeah, and- because if you <laughs> if he
2: stops <laughs> if he stops making D apps, right? They call them decentralized applications. Yeah. The community is gonna like rage against the machine, right? If he's not yeah. making some sort of like, I don't know, um you know savings fund or something um
5: yeah i mean the thing is he makes one d app in exchange for one nice meal so i'm really just doing the whole community a favor really i just i just make i'm getting better and better at cooking and i find that the nicer the meal the better he performs so um yeah doquan is really onto something uh with my meals
2: you really understand this like cryptocurrency space well i mean i it's impressive how much you've picked up so far
5: Thank you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just really into anything decentralised. I just think it's really the future. You know, we can't be relying on centralised things anymore. It just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense.
3: Zara, do you think that it's any mistake that the blockchain and and the the progress of financial technology is becoming more and more and more decentralised? Do you think it's any mistake because um, consciousness itself seems pretty decentralised? Do you think we're maybe heading in the direction of of a fully isomorphic technological system that mimics the very fabric of nature itself?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, to sum up my thoughts on this, I would say real, recognize real. All applications or things that work in a very good way will imitate nature in some form. And, you know, the Internet, decentralized currencies um, and communication, and to even to, you know, the way that Do Quan scuttles for the salmon teriyaki when I throw it in the basement, he always does it in the most efficient and naturalistic way. And um, I, I guess that is the future of things. And I guess the question here is really whether you agree with progress or not. And that, I guess that's a different matter entirely. Um,
3: what what yeah. about you? Do you agree with progress or not?
5: Um, I agree with my personal progress like in my cooking. Um, And I agree with, like, progress, like, when I'm on a walk and I go from, like, one place to another place and I see cool stuff along the way. Um, On the larger scale of things, I would rather um, not even know what that word means and just, like, kind of keep walking around. That's my progress. What about you?
3: No, I don't believe in progress. I think that when one person progresses beyond another person, that is a cause for envy and jealousy and much of the strife in the world. You know, to compare yourself to another person or to yourself in the past, to, to be in that state of, of comparing the identity and the strengths and weaknesses. I think that causes most of the suffering in the world. And I think it's best if we if we all stagnate in a kind of a homogenous slurry together with with no advantage, no disadvantage, no no size difference, no mental difference, nothing like that. I think I think the ideal state of humanity for me is a kind of a bowl of milk um, drank by God.
5: Yeah, me too. I, I agree. I really, really like milk. I think <clears throat> having a good calcium-to-phosphate ratio is just so important. I think people will really overlook that. And um, milk is just truly great. I mean, it doesn't even matter if you can't get it unpasteurized, unhomogenized, because calcium is calcium, and, you know, big dogs got to drink their milk.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree completely. Welcome, Grover. I haven't seen you all day. How are you doing? Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, just thought I'd uh,
4: pop in and see what's going on. Talking about Doquan, talking about milk. Um, yeah, what's the latest? Is it, uh, have we found him? Do we know where he is?
3: Um, I don't think we have so far, but I'd much invite anyone here Tendermint, Timmy, Maverick, Kit Baroness, the, uh, I think you're, yeah, like, let me zoom in at your profile picture. What's going on with your profile, Kit Baroness? You seem to be morphing into two people via mitosis. What's happening there? It's a bit creepy.
2: Yeah, we're all playing a game of uh, hide and doe seek. Um, we're going to be looking for uh, Do quan using betting markets, um, uh, vigilante and assassination markets and other kind of cool stuff. Um, if you're a builder on Terra, for example, uh, you know, you're ready to build a, a, um, a betting app where we can like uh, bet on where he is or isn't. We can bet on things like, do, do they catch him dead or alive? Do they catch him over land or water? Do they catch him um, ever? Do they? Um, and how do we design and implement that smart contract? Um, how do you get rewarded if he never gets caught, for example? Um, do you have to wait your entire lifetime? Um, these kinds of important questions. Is he hanging out with John McAfee? Is he not, right? These are important um, betting parameters we can implement in this game. I think it can be done. Uh, I think Grover um, was suggesting that it's like very feasible to accomplish this in a short period of time, it could be very exciting.
6: Um,
3: I don't think Grover suggests anything like that. I think he's just joined.
2: Oh, I, I'm sorry. That was Xerox uh, that was mentioning that, not Grover. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no. It's um, well, a good smear- idea. He's smearing your name there, Grover. He's associating you to a well-known hacker, which is a bit fucking... Yeah, scandalous. my apologies. <laughs> he's, he's, the Grover's with Vertex. Uh, Bikram, uh, would, you v- bo- would you bet on... The location of um, Doquan? Yeah, he he's in Russia, I think. Uh, today, yeah. today, <clears throat> Edward Snowden gets
4: citizenship and he ran away to Russia on a boat. I guess.
2: So you believe he's on the Russian coast or something? Mm, maybe. It's possible. Uh, let's. Uh, you're willing to bet on it? Vikram, are you willing to no. bet on it? Maybe like a million dollars. No, no, no. I, I I don't want to bet on it. Wherever uh, he he, so I when it comes care. to actually putting real money down, you become a pussy. Then I get it. Um. All right. Well. Whatever. Uh. Yeah. Maverick. Uh. What's going on, man?
7: Hey, Sefi. Hey coach, Hey Grover. How's everyone doing? Oh, yeah. Good. On. Yeah. I was I was hearing something about um a milk. <laughs> Go drinking milk. And I was wondering if he was drinking maybe plant-based or animal-based milk. I know. Um,
3: personally, animal-based. But where did, where did uh, Lavender go? What happened there? I was just enjoying hearing from her. And she's left.
7: I don't know. Probably. Doquan's probably hiding under like a rock or something. But I, I think in his last tweets, he was saying something about him walking on the streets. And people seeing him um but yeah i think i was just wondering like you know um if if he wasn't if he wasn't hiding or if he is actually hiding whatever the fuck he's doing um does anyone care <laughs> um because mm, it's entertaining right yeah i know um it 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 doesn't really matter, anyways. You think he's got like his
2: baby with him, his wife? Like, what do you think those yeah. people? are? <laughs> uh, I I, I, I You I, think I, he sent her home to her parents' house or something?
7: I I I do not know. I I really do not care. I just want him to stay where he is because. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the family that
2: stays that plays together stays together, right?
7: Yeah, I I want him to stay where he is because that's good for that's good for everyone right now. It seems to be looking great for everyone. Where, where he, wherever he is, he can just stay there, right? Uh, I, I think that's that's just the best for everyone right now.
6: Do one send him to say that, right? Wait, what's that now, Bikram? I, I said that. Do one send him to say that thing?
2: Oh, do sent him to say this. Uh, yeah, you're getting pretty sneaky these days, Vikram. Bik- um, yeah, that's a possible theory. Uh, oh, hey, Chad, what's going on? Um, I don't, I don't know if Chad or a uh, hooligan or Mandibs or somebody has some idea, like everyone knows where he is, but no one wants to say anything. I'm the last one to know this kind of thing. It's actually, yeah. everyone keeps it a secret for me. They're all like lurking and they know. And they just want to wait till the betting markets open so they can outbid us on wherever the actual, uh, you know, h- hiding spot is. Mandis probably has him held up in his basement somewhere under lock and key. It's a pretty good possibility. He keeps pretty good track of like the Terra ecosystem and whatnot, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, more speakers up here and feel lonely. I also feel, um, I don't know, it's like I'm in my house undressing and there are hundreds of creepy men out through my window and just like observing me and masturbating and playing with their dicks as I get undressed. You know what I mean? It's that kind of feeling. I don't think me and Sefi and Grover and, and Maverick should have to speak uh, alone. I think I think we should have more people up here, less of a voyeur to, to hot girl ratio. You know, we are, I don't know, it's just creepy. You know, stop that creepiness.
4: Yeah. Um, in this analogy, I feel like if you're doing that, coach, I'm sort of standing behind you and just patting you on the head very gently. Um, yeah. That's my
3: contribution. Well, I was seeing I was seeing myself as the hot girl and maybe you as the house cat, Grover, just like meowing and rubbing up against my leg and stuff. Sure, why not? Why not? That sounds like a perfectly acceptable
4: situation. And Sefi, are you perhaps the man of the house and you are sitting at a large mahogany desk? Um, And perhaps you are researching how to create a dead mouse beat. And you're doing that in your spare time while you're uh, on the second monitor. You've got Lunk, and you've got a chart. And on your third monitor, you've got some kind of medical journal and you're triple tasking. You're doing all three at the same time.
2: Yeah, something like that. I'm using my phone for one of the screens. T-Bug, any commentary? Do you know where Doquan is? And how do you intend to capture him? Do you want to use, uh, like, poison? Or do you want to use uh, tranquilizer guns? Nets of some kind? Carbonite, like Han Solo?
8: I haven't yet managed to track him down. But I do have something of a plan in place. Um, we, I, I have a, a, some something of a team that I'm working with, and we've placed um, sort of... Have you ever seen like those, uh, it's kind of like a like a homemade mouse trap, and you just get like a bucket of water and a ramp that goes up to the bucket. And then when they climb up the ramp, the ramp falls down. So we've placed these in various places. Uh, just hoping that we can maybe, you know, we'll keep, keep checking the traps periodically and, and I'll report back if we do capture them.
2: Bug, where are you? The underground or something? Here in London or what?
8: Me, oh, no, I'm on the train in Sydney.
7: Not it's Sorry. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about something, Sefi, about how to capture one. And there's this there's this trap that we always set if we want to capture like birds um, back at home. Um, uh, and what we do is we sprinkle breadcrumbs over like some sort of bucket, uh, and then there's just like a like a like a stick that holds up the bucket. And so we sprinkle up some breadcrumbs. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, and, and then the, the birds just pick the breadcrumbs till they, they move into the bucket. And then we have a rope tied to the stick holding the bucket and then we pull it out and trap the bird in there. So I'm thinking maybe if we sprinkle, maybe if, if we put like some lunk or some luna uh, and then put some kind of bucket and like, like a stick or something, maybe maybe he could just be picking up the dunks on Luna and, and then just walk into the trap. I, I don't know. It's it's something that we always did when we were Yeah. Well, what me do you and my think? team,
8: actually. I was, was going to say yeah.
4: oh, Sorry, T-Bug. <laughs> you know, I'll let you uh, finish your sentence.
8: Okay, thank you, much, Sorry about that delay. Um, no, I was just going to say uh, to Maverick that me and my team, we actually started out um, with that method. That was our initial prototype of the trap. But we found that though Kwan was um, too strong, he could just lift the bucket up and and remove himself from it. Um, but it turns out he's not actually a very strong swimmer. So if you have him fall into the bucket of water, I um, mean, he, he's pretty much trapped.
7: I mean, some, oh my God, I have, sometimes we always have to stay like close to the bucket. We're always watching the bucket, anyways. So it's, it's two people that's always doing it, right? And one, one person is one person is there to pull the stick. The other person is there to hold the bucket down. Right. Uh, so um, I guess he could be strong enough to push both people off. Uh, I don't know. Probably he's got like Thanos strength or something. I mean, he has that as his like avatar. So I don't know. He could be strong. Enough so push- when it comes to this
4: trap, you said for birds yeah um what qualities do you think the do Kwan shares with say a pigeon hmm. do you think he shares emotional um, similarities physical similarities spiritual similarities
7: hmm I, I, I think right now he's more of like you know I think he's more spiritually inclined with a bird uh, he's more spiritually inclined with the with the with the pigeon and the this- that you know, just flying everywhere, just picking up, uh, dropping, dropping hints here and there. Um, no one really knows where he is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like to think. He
8: be flying more... west for the winter.
7: Probably. <laughs> I, I I like to believe he's he's more here and there. He's not. is not. He's not really giving any in real information. So, uh, if. if if the most for the most part, I think he's more like a pigeon, just not not giving any real information, and yeah, he can definitely be captured. But I would like for him to stay where he is. <laughs>
5: um, if you were a pigeon, what color would your wings be, Maverick?
6: Oh wow, that's interesting. Black, maybe.
5: Okay, one.
7: I think I'm just a very big fan of black.
5: Oh, yeah, for some... It's classic, you know, you've got to keep it simple. Um, yeah. Mm. Bruce, if you were uh, a pigeon, what colour would your wings be?
6: I think my wings would
3: be turquoise. Turquoise has always been one of my favourite colours. Um, mm. For the last, like... Mm, Well, I'm 65 years old now, but for the last mm, 50 years or so, every year on my mother's birthday, I bought her some jewelry. And every single year it's been um, turquoise earrings or a necklace or a a wristband or something like that. You know, one of those hangy-downy necklaces or whatever, um, or a hair clip or something like that. And I've always got her a turquoise one. So now my mother has like a huge amount of turquoise things. Every single piece of jewelry she has is turquoise now. Um, the funny thing is I've never asked her if she likes turquoise. So I've just imposed it on her, but yeah, turquoise is my favorite color.
5: Mm. Um, did you ever see, I think it was that, um, the microchip guy that, um, open eyes spoke about. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was him. I can't remember his name though, but the one that spoke about all of the little foreign objects and people, he had a phase for a few years where he only wore turquoise. Um, because of the, the energetic vibration of it, he said, um, do you think maybe you you might be spiritually connected with him? Like he might be your sort of non-sexual twin flame?
6: I think so, yeah. I think so. Mm,
5: that's beautiful. Sefi, if you were a pigeon,
6: what colour would your wings be?
2: I don't know, but Jesus, this Cosmos white paper is 27 pages long. It's going to take a bit to read this. Um, pigeon colours? Wow, uh,
5: sounds boring. Uh,
2: uh, Hmm. Do they come in like a, a red?
5: Yeah, of course they come in anything you want. You could even be made of rubies, but I don't feel like
6: you're tacky. Hmm. Cool. And Grover?
4: I think um I would be made out of paper. I think I'd be a paper pigeon, sort of very very light, um not very durable quite delicate, um, mm. but elegant, sort of like one of those Japanese things, you know, with the, Christ, what's it called?
6: Yeah, origami. origami.
4: Yes, I'd be an origami pigeon.
6: Okay, and what if it rained? I guess I'd just dissolve, and I'd come back as something new. Yeah, like you would slide into
5: the sewers, and then you would be reborn.
4: Exactly, exactly, I'd be eaten. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be eaten by a rat, and then digested, and then he would use the energy from eating me to do something wonderful.
5: Yeah, like what? And also, what is the rat's name?
4: I uh, I think the rat lives in a church. I think he lives with a family, much like Robin. Imagining exactly the scene from Robin Hood, the Disney animated film. Um, it's yeah. more like a mouse, but he's a rat now um he's just trying to look out for his family so he's going to use the energy from eating meat to go and shake a little cup and uh and try to get some some money to feed his family um and his name is humphrey
5: that's so beautiful i love
6: humphrey um has humphrey ever been hurt by someone for no
5: reason
4: um no i think if he has he would never admit it because He's very committed to his, his family, uh, his old mouse family. Um, but let me flip this around. Uh, if you were a small animal, like a rabbit, um, would you be a monogamous rabbit or would you be flirtatious and slutty rabbit?
5: I would be a very monogamous rabbit. I would be different to all of the other rabbits. And... Um... I would be in a relationship with the tiger so it'd be kind of weird um, like in terms of like the size difference but i would like ride around on the tiger's back like this tiny little fluffy bunny on this massive tiger and we would go on crazy adventures um, across savannas and hills and beaches
6: but thank you for asking
4: no anytime fantastic um so Sefi is out there trying to read a light paper, which so I want to bring that up again. Um, coach, uh, are you still in Medellin? Are you waiting outside a conference center?
3: Yeah, I was just hanging around um, with uh, my friends Jan and Jose and um, the other Delphi guys.
6: Great. Um,
4: would you... Uh, would you be willing to perhaps roll with Jose right now, just to see if he really would win?
3: Or maybe you have no, a chance. He would definitely win. I only have about a year of mat time with. Uh, B- I got pretty obsessed with it for a while, but I've yeah, it's been a while since I did it. He's been training every day for like ten years now, um, and also he's got his own like black belt dedicated coach in in Portugal, so he's really fucking good. He's um, yeah, he's been training very long term now. He's, you know, there's no way to, you know, even though I'm sneaky and I have chess brain and stuff, there's no way to make up that amount of mat time. He's pretty good. He's like high level now, which is good.
6: Yeah.
7: Um, uh, I'm just gonna say this real quick. Um, uh, I gotta deep out real quick. Um, I like, I really love tigers. Um, just shout out to Zara. Um. So if if you're gonna ride on the tiger's back, um, if anyone knows where I could get like a tiger cub, like maybe a lion cub, I see coaches like, um, like coach profile pictures like like a lion and all of that. Um, if anyone knows where I could get like a lion mm-hmm. cub or a tiger cub. Once it blows up, I'm definitely going to get one. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I have to deep out because I have like a meeting uh, I have to be in right now. um, But I just want to put it out there. So if anyone knows where I could get one, please, you know, just hit me up.
5: I think you'll find them in the jungle. Um, But yeah, good luck and have a good meeting.
7: Oh, thank you so much, Zara. Thank you guys. And I'll catch you all later. Okay. Love you, man.
5: Oh,
6: fantastic guy. Um, so, uh,
5: this is awkward. Why? Uh, it's not, but it's just like, it's something you say. You say, oh, this is awkward.
3: Um, I've got an idea. Why don't I look up, like, um, first date questions? Oh, great. It says, Safi is having connection problems.
6: Is this a kind of a, are you still here, Safi? We got too deep in the in the pages
5: and lost all contact with anything normal.
3: Sometimes, when when Addison isn't here, Sephi becomes enraged and
6: smashes his phone. Yeah, I remember
5: last time we did, it was really weird. I don't,
2: I don't blame him, Sephi. You still here? Yeah, sorry, speak My to Phone us. kind of disconnected me, uh, so luckily it reconnected. <laughs> um yeah what was the I, I have no idea what was just going on i just reconnected sorry mp3 is here and sigma magic too
6: yeah that would be me if i was a vision i'd
2: be down okay i found the first eight questions
3: this is quite a good one who is the most fascinating person you've met in your life Steffi? what's what's your answer to that question Oh, it seems he's having issues again.
6: Mine's, uh, mine's David Blaine. Hey. That motherfucker's amazing.
3: Hey, MP3, we're going around in a circle alphabetically. And M is after N. Yeah, so the question is, who is the most fascinating person you've met or spent time with or maybe a friend in your life or something? You know, any, anyone anyone you've interacted with. Who would you consider to be the most fascinating, interesting person? Sefi. Yeah, who do you no, who you, who you know, who you've met and spent time with on a, on a one-to-one level. Right.
5: What about Addy? Also, I just messaged her and she's at work. Isn't that crazy? That makes me feel really upset.
3: Sefi, do you feel any kind of um, uh, responsibility or um, motivation to, to save Addy from her regular life and bring her into Web3? Help them make money in cryptocurrency and save her.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was part two of the two part Chepi Space How Do We Capture Donald Kwan? Recorded on Monday, September 26, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we- Blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt No one ever guessed that the game would be tough Keep the hands off when the play is a bust Playing old and just so we keep it on the one Blast off on the two, help me see the three Third eye open wide, checking out the scene Laser beam focused, Starscream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the Dead man swagger, sitting in a little den, In the middle man. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble 1000000000 Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble 1000000000 The Envision in the middle, men. listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty. Then talk about how, while the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next b bu- b bu- 1000000000 bu- Talk about how, while the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next b-b-b-billion. Bu- bu- bu-